It's Saturday morning, so you know what that means. We start our breakdown of the Week 9 slate, and you also try to pretend that this came out on Friday here in the doghouse. What's up, everybody? It is your boy, D-Roy. This is the Doghouse Fantasy Football Podcast. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at RoyDog underscore 13. And on Facebook, Dennis M. Roy. This is the first breakdown of the Week 9 games, the Week 9 slate, main slate. Primarily, I'm hoping to get the primetime slate all put in for you guys for the Sunday and Monday night games. That'll be done uh, later tonight after we get the full injury report update today. And I'll have that out to you as soon as I can. Um, Not really too much more for news compared to what was going on yesterday. There's COVID positive tests and stuff, but uh, nothing that's affecting games apparently. So we don't really need to get into that. Um... I should have went to this other site just to see if there was any news, even though I hate the site because it's called, it starts with an E and ends with a spoon. But, uh, yeah, so no punishment for, uh, let's see here. Oh, there was a huge punishment for, uh, the Raiders that came down this weekend or came down this week for the whole positive test things. The, player protocols and all that so it was like half a what was it like half a million dollars or something so that was fun let's see yeah nothing too major um nothing that's gonna affect us so let's get into these games let's get this done as quickly as possible <clears throat> and by quickly and possible as possible, you know this means it's going to be about an hour and a half. So, Denver at Atlanta. Atlanta opened as a three-point favorite, four and forty-seven and a half. It was the over/under. Currently, Atlanta has moved up to a four-point favorite. Uh, the total is a fifty over/under. There's two ways that you can actually view this, you know, because you have you do have a quote-unquote West Coast team. Even though Denver plays in the, you know, the mountain time zone, that uh, this is either going to be a shootout or this is going to this is going to be the Atlanta win. Um, I can totally I can totally see Denver tanking this one, um, but at the same point in time, I do have some interest uh, in their players, namely. You know, number one right at the top there is Drew Locke against Atlanta. But we are going to take a look inside here. Uh, Drew Locke, 7,200 on FanDuel. Oh, I'm just, Jesus, I haven't done this in two weeks. 
because we had the problems last week. So let's read the data off. Come on, D-Roy. 7,224 and 5,200. That is FanDuel, Yahoo, DraftKings. That's how it gets read out. Rankings, 13th, 19th, and 21st. So he is a hell of a price. Um, Salary, cost, whatever the fuck you want to say. Goddamn woke people. Passing defense for the Atlanta Falcons, 29th in DVOA, according to Football Outsiders. Uh, They are 32nd in points allowed to the quarterback position, though. Uh, 26.4 allowed on FanDuel and 28.8 on DraftKings. So we have to consider at least Drew Locke in this position here. Uh, As far as the running backs are concerned, boy, my mouth is really dry. As far as the running backs are concerned this weekend, uh, for Denver, um, I am not going to mess around with that. It has not worked out. We've been pulling back unless it's been, you know, kind of a higher-end running back there. So I'm not going to pay attention to it. Uh, But the wide receivers we are going to look at, we are going to look at one Jerry Judy. Facing defense that is 21st in DVOA versus the wide receiver one, and they're 28th overall uh, in points allowed to the wide receiver position. So let's see, what are they giving up? 36.3 on FanDuel, 45.5 on DK. So we got to consider definitely uh, the rookie here, uh, Jerry Judy, who should be facing A.J. Terrell. I'm not worried about the matchup um, designations, the color coding on there um, too much. Denver's going to have to throw here. I do have some interest in Tim Patrick, though. I really do. If he comes back as a cheap option, uh, 28th versus the wide receiver two are the Atlanta Falcons. So I will consider him there on the comeback. There's a lot of people who are looking at KJ Hamler, um, maybe Deshaun Hamilton, but it's really kind of the top two options that I'm really intrigued about, uh, at least from the wide receiver point. <clears throat> Jerry Judy's going to be 5,700, 16, and 4,700. Good for 32nd, 35th, and 37th. Uh, Tim Patrick. Here's a weird here's a weird pricing thing here. So Tim Patrick's 5,300, 19, and 4,900. Good for 46th, 25th, and 32nd. So he's actually $3 higher than Judy on Yahoo, and he's $200 higher on DraftKings. Interesting. That is an interesting. That's a pricing error. I don't know why you'd put the number two higher than the number one. You know, outside of like say the whole DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett type deal when they go off for like three touchdowns. Um, but even then, DK Metcalf is always usually the higher priced guy. So that is odd. That is very odd. Um, So, yeah, in that case, I would just take Judy. Why the fuck would I do anything else? Uh, Tight ends we will look at. Here's the problem, though. We've got two viable tight ends, really. Um, In Noah Fant and Albert O. The only thing I would take a look at is we have to take a look at the target spreadsheet 
and see which one is really going to be the more viable one. I believe Noah Fant is the guy that's getting the more tar. It's getting way more targets than Albert O, but Albert O is getting looked at in the red zone, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Atlanta's 30th DVOA versus tight ends, 32nd in points allowed to the position at 15.8 and 19.1 on FanDuel and DK. Noah Fant, 5,800, 21, and 4,600. Good for fifth, third, and fifth. That's a real high price to pay for him. Uh, Albert O, though, 5,000, 16, and 2,800. Good for 16th, 11th, 27th on DK. So Albert O might come in as kind of like that that punt option uh, that everybody's always looking for. Defenses we're not paying attention to. Move to the Atlanta Falcons side. We have uh, Calvin Ridley is questionable for this game on whether or not he's going to play, and that's going to play a huge part in whether or not we're going to take one certain guy. But first of all, I will take a look at Matt Ryan. Here he's playing at home, 7,631 and 6,400, good for ninth, 10th, and 10th. Pretty stable price in there. Now he is facing a Denver pass defense that is 10th in DVOA. Uh, But they are 23rd in points allowed to the quarterback position at 21.2 and 21.7. So I will take a look there. Uh, If anything, I may just take a look at one wide receiver target here. Actually, a couple wide receiver targets. It all comes down to uh, Kelvin Ridley here. Um... And, I mean, the top guy is always going to be Julio Jones here for Atlanta. Uh, With no Calvin Ridley, you would expect that the targets would actually come out a little bit, you know, even more in his favor. 8,233 and 7,200 good for third, first, and fourth. Uh, He is facing uh, Denver's... Uh, ninth ranked DVOA versus wide receiver ones. They are 16th in points allowed to the position at 31.6 and 39.4. So it's not really somewhere where we really want to dig our heels or dig our toes into. Um, But he is facing, oh, God. Oh, God, it's it's Michael Ojemudier. (laughs) The guy I can't fucking pronounce. That's who he's facing. Yeah, we can face Ojemudier. Um... But see, the thing of it is, is like, even if Calvin Ridley was playing, he would have been playing against A.J. Bouye, but A.J. Bouye is out. You have Bryce Callahan questionable. So if Calvin Ridley's out, I mean, in two wide receiver sets, you would see you would see uh, Russell Gage move up into Calvin Ridley's spot. You'd probably have like Christian. You'd have like Christian Blake, uh, Zakisas, and Powell filling in in that slot role, so they would actually have the price Callahan. So I'm gonna actually. I should have just done all three because I gotta pay attention to all fucking three, anyways. Um, I'm gonna put Russell Gage in here. because that'll just raise, that'll put up the the flag for me on there. But I do I do kind of like Russell Gage, 5,400, 14, 4,500. This is only if Ridley doesn't play. Uh, good for 41st, 48th, and 42nd, so it's a hell of a price there. 
I have I have some desire of the Atlanta Falcons defense in this spot because everybody there's a lot of people on this game is blowing up and I think it can I think it can get to the point the point total even with a Now see I got I got the points I got the points at that forty seven and a half or about forty eight. Man. But Atlanta can just blow these games too. But I am curious about the defense. Drew Locke has, has not been clean. He's been throwing picks. Um actually I could take a look at that right now. Yeah, he had an interception last week. Two the week before, two the week before that. Yeah, he hasn't been he hasn't been real clean. So there's opportunity here. There is opportunity here. And I don't think a lot of people are on it. Because Atlanta would be thirty three hundred, fourteen, twenty five hundred. This is defense. Nineteenth, tenth, and sixteenth, so Hell of a price over on FanDuel. I I don't mind the price over on DK though at twenty five hundred either. So I'll take a look at that. I'll see what we're go what we're getting into. See if they're viable, but I think they are. So then we got Seattle at Buffalo next year. Seattle opened as a two point favorite, fifty four and a half was the over under. Seattle is now a three point favorite, fifty five is the over under. It's hard not to at least look at <clears throat> Russell Wilson here as a top option for especially for cash since he's just been safe as all get out the whole season. Um and he's facing the Buffalo Bills defense as twenty second in pass defense DVOA. Seventeenth in points allowed to the quarterback position though at nineteen point six and twenty one, but we do know that this uh Seattle offense is very pass heavy now. Uh, this season, and Russell Wilson's been getting it done. He's been getting it done a little bit with the legs. 9,040 and 7,600, good for second, first, and third. Um, so he's going to be towards the higher end, uh, whether or not you're going to look at there. And... Hold on, let's take a look over here. Okay, and so then we get into the running back, the running backs here. Um, Travis Homer is not on on my uh, injury reports, so I believe he's going to play unless unless they put him on a COVID list or something like that. Then they tend not to do it. I gotta go back through today and go do fucking COVID protocols and shit like that. Which really pisses me off, but it is what it is. But uh let's see. I want to take a look at DJ Dallas. Nope, Travis Homer ready to go. So DJ Dallas, fifty one hundred, eleven and five thousand. Good for fortieth, fifty first, and twenty fourth. So <clears throat> he's actually a pretty good price all the way across the board, even if he's splitting uh, carries with Travis Homer. But 
Travis Homer was available last week, and DJ Jealous was getting the majority of everything. Uh, Buffalo, 24th in rush defense DVOA, 11th versus running backs in the passing game, 20th in points allowed to the position, 21.7 on FanDuel, 24.8 on DK. If he could hit 24 and go 5X, wow. Wow. Even the 4X would be great as a return on there. So, yeah, we got it. We have to consider him here. Uh, two guys that we need to take a look at here are, of course, DK Metcalf and uh, Tyler Lockett against the Buffalo Bills defense. Now, you will probably see both in the write-up. We always try to make a stand on one for cash, right? That's usually the guy that... Uh, we definitely are are seeing as the guy that is going to be going off, right, or the safer guy to go off. DK Metcalf versus uh, Buffalo Bills versus uh, I'm sorry, Buffalo Bills versus wide receiver one. This would be Metcalf is thirty first uh, versus Tyler Lockett is tenth, and they're seventh in points allowed to the position. We're not going to really worry about that too much. Twenty five point six on FanDuel, thirty two point six on DK. Here's the th- here's the deal. Um, Buffalo is getting destroyed in the slot. So when they go when the Seattle when Seattle goes three wide, you'll have DK Metcalf and David Moore manning the outsides, and then Tyler Lockett slips into the middle. So I don't know how they're tenth. So we may actually be looking at the wide receiver plus ranking because sometimes you get you you have to you have to this is why you have to watch the games and you have to see the stats and everything uh, from week to week so you can pick up on which way they're they're ranking and rating these. So Tyler Lockett, I don't think is going against the tenth ranked. I think he's going against sixteenth ranked wide receiver plus. Because they get destroyed out of the slot, and Tyler Lockett is going to be covered by Taron Johnson, who's nothing, nothing of any significance. So we're going to look here: DK Metcalf, eighty-one hundred, thirty-two, and seventy-eight hundred, good for fourth, second, and second. Or you can slip down to Tyler Lockett, seventy-four hundred, thirty, and sixty-eight hundred, good for tenth, fifth, and ninth. Neat, they. They have not been going off together this season. It's been, you know, one one wide receiver gets uh, the majority or gets gets the breakout game. The other one's just like, me. So um, we'll have to make the decision here. I'm thinking Tyler Lockett's actually the, more of the guy in play here, especially with you got DK on Tredavious White. I still respect Tredavious White, but I, I mean – you know me, DK Metcalf's a freak. He'll beat anybody. So we'll take a look at it. Um, but my lean right now would be Tyler Lockett, and I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that's where my majority lean is going to be here. Um, usually, you just take you take whatever your first gut call is, and just kind of stick with it. 
another tight end that we can consider, although I'm guaranteed he doesn't fucking make it in, uh, is Greg Olson. Uh, Buffalo's 20th versus tight ends. Uh, in DV in defensive DVOA, they are 28th in points allowed to the position at 13.3 and 17 on DK. Uh, Greg Olson, 4,800, $10, which $10 is bare minimum price on Yahoo. Uh, 3,100 on DK, good for 21st, 26th, and 20th. You know how I feel about tight ends and slot wide receivers. Sometimes you can just go with the slot wide receiver. They're in just as good of a matchup because they're facing the safeties and trying to get behind that uh, or get into that hole in between the linebackers and the safeties. So, All right, so now we move on to the Buffalo side. Josh Allen is in play, even though he's played like He's played like shit lately, but he's got to break out of it at some point in time. So I doubt Josh Allen is going to actually be a cash game viable option, even though we do know that he's going to be facing, you know, a defense that is, or a pass defense is 30th in the league in DVOA, 31st in points allowed to the quarterback position at 26.7 and 29.1. And. Yeah, I'm going to hem and haw about this because I don't know if I really want to pay up for him. I'd probably rather have, at his price point, I'd probably rather have Russell Wilson in there, to be completely honest. Just for the safety in there. But uh, Josh Allen, 8235 and 7000 Good for fifth, fifth, and fifth across the board, so he's even out. Um... Taking a look at the running backs here. Uh, Singletary, Zach Moss. I really don't want to do either of them. Seattle's been really good except against elite running backs. They're six in the league in rush defense DVOA. 17th versus running backs in the passing game. 13th in points allowed to the position. So on FanDuel, it's 21. On DK, it's 25. So you got to take those numbers and basically look at Devin Singletary, look at Zach Moss. They're going to be splitting that number up. Now, you have to look at that, too, and consider if your quarterback is a runner because Josh Allen can vulture those numbers as well. That's what makes Josh Allen a better play than, say, the running backs because um, he is going to get that rushing that rushing total in there, so he's going to be accumulating points on the ground um, as well. So it's just something to consider here. Uh, I think we could consider all three of the starting wide receivers for Buffalo here. Um, and I kind of have a take on all three. So I'll kind of go through this. So you have Stephon Diggs. He's definitely the number one. He's the guy that Josh Allen loves the most. 7,631 and 7,400. Good for seventh, fourth, and third. Uh, 22nd ranked uh, DVOA versus wide receiver ones. Uh, I'll get to the points here in a minute. Stephon Diggs is definitely the guy. He's the safest guy for, like, say, upper-end cash. 
uh, out of this game for the Buffalo side. So he's definitely the first one that you have to consider. Now, when you move down to, say, John Brown at 5,500, 20, and 4,600, good for 36, 22nd, and 39th. John Brown is more of a GPP versus 19th ranked DVOA versus wide receiver twos. Uh, John Brown has been in uh, has been nursing you know various injuries for the last few weeks, so I won't trust him in cash. I'll trust him more in GPP. Uh, Cole Beasley would be your pay down cheap option at fifty three hundred twenty and fifty four hundred, good for forty six twenty second and twenty fourth. So really good price actually over on Fanduel as twenty second ranked DVOA versus wide receiver pluses. So he'll be in the slot. He'll be facing, let's see here, we got Stephon Diggs versus Quinton Dunbar. Uh, John Brown versus Lyndon Stevens. And Cole Beasley versus DJ Reed Jr. <laughs> you have uh, two cornerbacks. Well, one's a cornerback slash safety. Uh, Shaquille Griffin is out. And then the other starter, uh, Ugo Amadi, uh, is also out. Amadi's more of your... Uh, guy who's going to cover the slot. That's why you have DJ Reed in there. So I think Cole Beasley's really kind of the play to go here uh, in the middle. Uh, we wouldn't mess around with the tight ends anyways, even though Dawson Knox is here is in. Jamal Adams is off the injury list and expected to play in this game. And he is more of a uh, tight end stopper for the Seattle. Although I don't, I don't think he's played since like week three. Week two, week three, somewhere in there. So he's been mentioned to get back. Chicago at Tennessee. We have Tennessee opened as a six and a half point favorite. Forty six was the over under. Tennessee is still six and a half point favorite. Total has gone up to forty seven. Good lord. Um, do we consider Nick Foles? No, no. I'm not considering Nick Foles. I'm not really going to touch a whole hell of a lot in this game, to be honest with you. Even though the numbers suggest that we can. Um, not messing around with David Montgomery. He just is not getting this shit done. Um, I will consider Allen Robinson. I want to take a look at his target numbers. I believe he's still getting, he's still getting a hell of a lot of targets. If I'm not mistaken. Um, I know there's some love for Darnell Mooney in this game. I just, I can't. I can't do it. I know you can beat Tennessee deep. I just really don't like it for whatever reason. I think this game is just going to be a plod fest. Really, it is. I mean, you could you could look at, like, say, Jimmy Graham, but I doubt him. I'm even going to look at him. Definitely not in cash. I just got to see how the tight ends all line up here, but... I dropped Jimmy Graham in a lot of leagues. It's just, it's not happening. The Bears were wrong, I think, in their assessment, saying that the Packers were um, foolish for letting him go. But he's got a good matchup. I mean, it's 25th and tight end DVOA. Uh, 18th and points allowed to the position at 10.9 and 13.4. That has been coming down the last couple of weeks. So it has, with that trending down too, yeah, it might be a spot that we just don't attack. I'll have to look at have to look at the opponent. 
on the Tennessee side, there's nothing that I really want to do here. Uh, A.J. Brown does have a real distinct advantage over Jalen Johnson, the cornerback for the Bears, um, but it's just not something that I really want to dig my hands into. Um, and I know the matchup is terrible, but I will be taking a look at Derrick Henry here. Elite running back versus a good defense. You know they're going to run the shit out of him. And you can beat this defense by running at its attackers. You know, the uh, pass rushers and stuff. So uh, we will take a look there. Do I... I, I I'm using Jono Smith in in season long, uh, but I'm not going to use him in DFS. Uh, I'm just not going to trust it because he could get Ferkserd in here. It is a nice matchup, 18th ranked uh, DVOA versus tight ends, 22nd versus po- in points allowed to the position, but it's just not worth traveling there. Now, um, Tennessee also has the advantage, and I've heard this. I've heard this during the week that, well, you just use Tennessee defense versus uh, versus the Bears because the Bears are missing three offensive linemen. They couldn't fucking do it versus Cincinnati. Why the hell would I go back to the well on it? Fuck it. We just move on. Stop texting me, Discord people. You goofballs. Because <laughs> you text me even when I'm recording. I'm still gonna I'm still gonna pause, and I'm gonna send the text, and I'm gonna send out the spreadsheets if you're asking for them. That's just how I am. I can't help it. I gotta get it. I gotta do it before it gets out of my head. Uh, Baltimore at Indianapolis. Baltimore opened as a three point favorite, forty six and a half over under. It is now a pick 'em with a total of forty eight. And guess what? I don't want a piece of any of this. I don't think. Now, J.K. Dobbins is intriguing to me, and I've heard this, and it's not me following anybody. Um, I'm actually intrigued because he he did look like way better back than Gus Edwards, actually. Can you fucking thank you? Um, it's just whether or not I want to get into this game or not, because you'd be facing a fifth ranked rush defense DVOA, 25th versus running backs in the passing game. Uh, third in points allowed though, 16.7 on FanDuel and 19 on DK. Now he will be helped out with by Lamar Jackson and Gus Edwards, but I mean, you're looking at a price 5,300, 18, 4,900, good for 35th, 26 and 26. It's a bit high um, for the situation. I would say I'd probably I'd go I'd go way go to DJ Dallas before I'd probably go to uh, J.K. Dobbins, Ooh, especially on Yahoo at eleven versus eighteen. Oof, he is he is lower than Dallas over on yeah. It's by a hundred bucks on DK so. Um, but that's probably about the only guy that I'm really looking at. It does intrigue me that PFF, uh, Pro Football Focus, actually has Rocky Sin lined up against Marquise Brown. Um, Rocky Sin has been getting beat all damn season. So 
from the Indianapolis side, though, I just, no. There's just nothing that intrigues me. Sometimes you just have to take a fucking game and you just got to just move away from it. I'm not messing with the tight ends. It's a good matchup for the tight ends, I can tell you that right now. Uh, very good matchup for the tight ends, but um, there's probably going to be at least two, if not three of them. So we'll move on to a more intriguing game. That would be Carolina at Kansas City. Kansas City is a 10-point favorite, or opened as a 10-point favorite. 52 was the over-under. Currently, Kansas City is now a 10.5-point favorite, 52.5 over-under. The big question, the big question, what do you do with Christian McCaffrey? Well, I can tell you this. I'm not using him in cash. Because I want to see where he's going, right? I am going to fucking use him in GPP. We've talked about this. Week in and week out. Running backs versus Kansas City. So, if Christian McCaffrey is going to be back in this game, or back this week, uh, off IR, he's practiced all week. He's good to go. I said he looks really, really good. Ah, pardon my yawn. Um, so I'm going to consider him. He's 9,500, 35, and 8,500. So high end. But on that DK price, that's $1,500 less than what they were trying to make you pay for him when he was healthy. And even the first part of his IR. So I like the discount there. The uh, rankings would be first, third on Yahoo. He's the third price running back this week on Yahoo, and uh, first over on DK. 28th ranked rush defense DVOA, 23rd versus running backs in the passing game. They are 15th in points allowed to the position at 20.2, 23.1 on DK. Yes, Joey Rivaldo. You can use CMC this week. I wouldn't use him in cash, but in GPP, I'm fine with it. Absolutely fine with it. Not going to mess around with the wide receivers this week. Uh, Kansas City's pass defense is actually really pretty decent. They're fifth, they're fifth in points allowed to the position. I don't trust Teddy Bridgewater at worse shit. So Christian McCaffrey and Christy, bleh, Christian McCaffrey alone um, is fine for me there. Um, I think you can even go Christian McCaffrey. You can pair it with a uh, Kansas City defense, and I think you wouldn't be out of the realm of possibilities here. Um, what is the path of least resistance for the whenever you play the Carolina Panthers? It's on the ground as well. So you have a decision to make. Are we going to trust Clyde Edwards-Alaire or not? Are you worried about Le'Veon Bell? Because I'm not really, after last week, I'm not really worried about Le'Veon Bell at all. He didn't look good either. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, 7,027, 6,100, good for 10th, 8th, and 12th. Le'Veon Bell, 5,500, 17th, 5,100, good for 29th, 29th, and 22nd. Carolina's uh, rush defense is 26th in the league, according to Football Outsiders DVOA. 30th versus running backs in the passing game. Clyde Edwards Hilaire actually looked better in the passing game, too, to be honest with you. Maybe it's just kind of a Kicking the ass for him. Uh, Panthers are 29th in points allowed to the position at 20.1 and 23.3. 
so we got that going for us, which is nice. Um, this is this really does have all the makings of using the pa- uh, running game versus the passing game. Uh, I understand that maybe somebody's going to look at Patrick Mahomes and be like, oh, "I want to get contrarian here and start using that." I get it. I you're using them in seasonal. I mean, it is what it is. Um, but I don't think we're going to get the value for what you're paying. You're going to need him to hit 30 points, really, to bring back value. Um, yeah, about 27. That's about 24 on DK, actually, if you, go, if you go to a minimum 3x. If you go to the 4, which we like to use, uh, like what I like to use on DK, if you go for the 4x, yeah, he's got to hit 32. Um, in GPP, I just don't see it. I mean, I get it. I like Tyreek Hill. I like uh, Demarcus Robinson. We still don't know. It, it, Sammy Watkins is actually questionable this week uh, to play, which, you know, a lot of people are going for the McCole Hardman. I'm going to pull back from that. Uh, Travis Kelsey. <sighs> Travis Kelsey, I'd probably still consider at the $8,026 and $7,200 price. I might consider him there, but I'm not in love with it. That's why I'm just kind of like, meh, eh. Yeah, I'm not I'm not fully in love with it. Actually, I'm not really in love with Kansas City Chiefs defense either at $4,600, $8,800, and $3,700. Good for fourth, fourth, and second. Mm, no. No, no, I don't like that. Carolina is 13th in points allowed to opposing teams' defenses at 6.5. So I think I'm going to pass on that. I'm going to try and find a better spot to attack with a with a defense. I'm just not that into it. If you like it, hey, I get it. If you expect Kansas City to get way ahead, I get it, but I think sometimes we get fooled um, by going against Carolina, and then CMC really kind of fucks us, you know, right in the right in the old poop shoot. So I'm going to pass there. Detroit at Minnesota. Minnesota opened as two and a half point favorite. Fifty four was the over under. Uh, Minnesota is now a four point favorite. Fifty two and a half over under. This is because Matthew Stafford uh, is in COVID protocol. Uh, he had. Uh, close contact type deal. He doesn't actually have it. Um, so he's going to be kind of a wait and see what happens here on uh, on Sunday. If he clears on Sunday, he can play, but he hasn't had um, practice all week. But do you really need practice when you're facing the Minnesota Vikings pass defense? <laughs> They're such a fucking joke. I'm still pissed about last week's game. So, but the uh, 18th ranked pass defense DVOA, 28th in points allowed to the quarterback position at 22.3 and 24.2. So that clearly puts Stafford in play um, for a GPP, especially if you want to maybe do a stack or whatnot. Um. Because as far as the running backs are concerned, this isn't really lining up for Detroit running backs. It lines up for Adrian Peterson, but are you going to trust Adrian Peterson? 
Minnesota's 19th in rush DVOA. Uh, but they're fourth versus running back in the passing game. While also be, I mean, they are 17th in points allowed to the position at 21.4 on FanDuel and 25.4 on DK, which means they do give up uh, touchdowns in yards on the ground. It lines up for Peterson, but we're not we're not going there. We're not going there. Um, lines up for the wide receivers though, and it's kind of funny because I'm actually going to list all four. Because I want to go back through, I gotta say, I'm hearing a lot of uh, Quintez Cephas love, and being a Wisconsin guy, I love Quintez Cephas. I hate the fact that he went to fucking Detroit, but um, a lot of Quintez Cephas talk as a possible replacement for Kelly, Kenny Galladay. Um, I would say Marvin Hall would be that guy. Uh, as a replacement for Kenny Galladay, not Quintess Cephas. Marvin Hall's been active all year, so it only makes sense. But uh, So here's what you got. Marvin Jones is going to be your de facto number one. He's going to face Chris Boyd. Uh, and the Vikings are 30th in DVOA versus wide receiver one. Um, that, of course, is actually down from where they had been. It's trending down, even though he got destroyed by Devontae Adams last week. Um, or Cameron Dantzler actually did. But So, Marvin Jones, 6,100, 15, 5,100, good for 24th, 43rd, and 28th. Uh, it's a pretty good value. Uh, we're going to have to consider it in cash. So, uh, Marvin Jones would be my number one on that one. Uh, Minnesota is 31st and points allowed to the position at 39.1 and 47.8. The real question is whether or not you want to consider Danny Amendola at 5,300, 13, and 3,700, good for 46, 55th, and 57th. He'll be, he'll have Jeff Gladney on him, uh, 14th versus in DVOA versus wide receiver twos, Marvin Hall is my de facto number three. I'm not going to buy into the Quintez Cephas thing. He hasn't been active. Quintez Cephas hasn't been active for most of the year uh, since like week two, week three, somewhere in there. So consider that. Uh, but Marvin Hall, 4,600, 12, and 3,800. Good for 77th, 66th, and 55th. Uh, Cameron Dantzler would be the guy that was covering him because Cameron Dantzler covers, was supposed to cover the wide receiver ones on that side. But uh, 14th versus wide receiver plus in the DVOA game. So we got to consider him. You also got to consider TJ Hawkinson. Um, but I will but I will say that Hawkinson's getting a little less appealing only because of his price. Uh, 26 in DVOA versus tight ends. They are 20th in points allowed to the position at 11 and 13.7. Defenses? No, I'm not going to worry. I'm not gonna, uh, I might look at the Minnesota side, to be completely honest with you. I am not considering fucking Kirk Cousins. I'm not. I'm just not. I'm not going down that fucking well again. Uh, this lines up to be another, actually, Dalvin Cook game. When you look at it, it, it would be stupid for it not to be. 
Um, Lions are 21st in rush defense DVOA, 24th versus running back in the passing game. They are 31st in points allowed to the running back position at 29.7 and 32.6. He basically is going against the two worst rush defenses in back-to-back weeks. Back-to-back weeks. Back-to-back weeks. Minnesota's going to take this game. It just is what it is. Um, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, though, are both still in play. If you're expecting a shootout with Matthew Stafford, that is. Um, I would consider Delvin Cook before I would consider anything there. Oh, Delvin Cook's price, by the way. Uh, 9300 37 and 8200 Good for second, second, and second. Um, there. And then your wide receivers would be Adam Thielen at 7700 28 and 6700 Good for 6th, 8th, and 11th. Justin Jefferson, 6,800, 26, and 6,100. Good for 17th, 11th, and 17th. Thielen faces 19th ranked DVOA versus wide receiver ones. Jefferson has the 21st ranked defense versus wide receiver twos. They, the Detroit Lions are 19th in points allowed to the position at 31.3 and 39.1. Uh, Jeff Akuda would draw Adam Thielen and Amani. Aruwarie would have Justin Jefferson. So, yeah, fun times. Fun times. Uh, Though Desmond Trufant is actually off the injury report, so you may actually get Trufant on Jefferson, but it's not going to make too big of a deal. Not too big of a difference. The funny part is, is, like, you can see this. I can see this. I kind of, I kind of do dig Minnesota's defense. I'm gonna have to take a look at their statistics. But uh, Detroit is 17th in the league versus opposing teams' defense, or seven, uh, 17th in points allowed to opposing teams' defenses at 5.86. And you got Minnesota at 3,410. So they're they're bare bare ass minimum on Yahoo. And 2,400 on DK, good for 18th, 22nd, and 18th. So uh, definitely something to consider there. Oh, this one will be quick. New York Giants at at Washington Douche Canoes. Uh, the Douche Canoes are three and a half, were three-and-a-half-point favorites. 43, it was the over-under. Uh, currently, the Douche Canoes are the two-and-a-half-point favorite, and 43 is the over-under. Uh, for you, for those of you just joining in uh, for the first time on this podcast, or maybe the last couple podcasts, douche canoes are the Washington football team. Okay, um, not fucking Jeff Mann's stupid fucking potatoes. It's the dumbest thing. They're not the fucking potatoes. They're the fucking douche canoes because they are truly douche canoes. So. I'm not really considering much out of this game. I am taking a look at Evan Ingram because he's been only because he's been getting the volume, uh, getting the touches, and they've been like kind of increasing week to week. So, and you know, with Devontae Freeman out, if they don't trust Wayne Gallman, you know, you can always throw Evan Ingram in the backfield like they have been the last couple of weeks. 
But, he, but the one place that you can attack the Douche Canoes de- defense is actually at tight end. Uh, 32nd in DVOA versus tight end, 25th in points allowed to the position at 12.5 and 15.4. Um, Ingram is 5,500, 12, and 4,300, good for 9th, 20th, and 8th. So to me, if you want to consider in cash using Evan Ingram, it's going to be it's going to be right on Yahoo where he's $2 above minimum price. I wouldn't trust him anywhere outside of, like, say, a GPP to get stuff done. He is getting the volume, though. They are making a point to target him. So I think you have to consider it. Um, probably GP, it, yeah, GPP on the other two sites, but definitely uh, consider cash uh, viable over on uh, Yahoo. And if you're not playing on Yahoo, I suggest maybe trying it out because it's actually very tough to make lineups. Uh, their pricing is the tightest um, out of the three. New York Giants defenses in uh, play here. Douche Canoes are 27th in points allowed to opposing defenses at 8.57. I said that right. 8.57? Yeah, I said 8.57. The New York Giants, 4,100, 16, and 2,700. Good for 10th, 7th, and 13th. So they're priced fairly there. I am not considering anybody, not even Terry McLaurin, against James Bradbury. I understand it lines up. I'm kind of staying away from this game outside of the defenses. Uh that's why I'm hesitant to use Evan Ingram because I like the defenses so much. But New York Giants are 28th in points allowed to opposing team defenses. So just one spot right above the Giants here, uh, allowing nine points per week. So definitely consider them. Their offensive line is just god-awful. So I expect a ton of, of pass rushing on Daniel Jones. Uh, I did consider. I did consider. I honestly, I have considered Terry McLaurin against James Bradbury, but I just don't think there's a real fucking need for it. Uh, it's just my opinion. Outside of Terry McLaurin, there really isn't anywhere to go here. Now you could consider Antonio Gibson, uh, sixty-two hundred, twenty-one, and fifty-eight hundred. He's actually still priced pretty well, uh, but I just, I, I don't know. I, there's just no need to get silly with it. Why even, why even bother with it? Overthinking enough with what we're going to have. So I'm not going to get too cute. Houston at Jacksonville. Houston opened as a four-point favorite. 51.5 was the over-under. Houston is currently a seven-point favorite. Wow. 50.5 uh, over-under. Um, you guys who've listened here... All season, you know I have a love for Deshaun Watson. Uh, He is definitely in play. And probably actually the step down, not not like a a true step down, but like price-wise, he would be the guy that you would move down from Russell Wilson to. Uh, 8,300, 35, and 7,100, good for fourth, fifth, and fourth. Uh, Quarterbacks are really priced up this week. If he's fifth at thirty-five dollars, because max max price is usually about forty. So 
faces the defense that is 32nd in pass defense DV away, 29th um, in points allowed to the position at 23.3 and 25.1 on FanDuel and DK, respectively. Uh, we will. I am considering David Johnson again, but I guarantee you he's going to probably get pulled out uh, in terms of for some of these lower-level options. Um, faces the 23rd ranked uh, rush defense DVOA of the Jacksonville Jaguars, 21st versus running backs in the passing game, 27th in points allowed to the position at 26.1 and 30.2. If I'm not mistaken, he was very kind of underwhelming in this spot. So, yeah, yeah, I'm probably going to pass there. Um, I gotta check who we used here because you got. I gotta check last time. I'm, I'm not gonna do the exact same probably match up here, but I believe Brandon Cooks actually had the good game. If I'm not mistaken, um, had the better game than Will Fuller. If I'm not mistaken in this game, I'll have to take a look because I believe we used uh, wide we used wide receiver two. Yeah, Fuller still had a good game, but it was because of the pricing that we used. Uh, Brandon Cooks, who had eight receptions on 12 targets, 161 and one. Will Fuller was four receptions on eight targets, 58 yards, one. Randall Cobb actually wasn't bad in this one. Uh, Six receptions on six targets for 47 yards. So let's take a look here. Let's take a look at our pricing here. So Will Fuller, 7,123, 23, and 6,800. Good for 13th, 17th, and 9th. Versus 16th ranked DVOA and Sidney Jones. Uh, Brandon Cooks, 6,100, 17, and 5,500. Good for 24th, 31st, 23rd. Versus 12th ranked DVOA versus wide receiver 2. And Randall Cobb, 5,400, 14. 4,500, good for 41st, 48th, 42nd. Faces the 30th-ranked DVOA versus wide receiver pluses. And Trey Herndon. Oh, Brandon Cooks will have C.J. Henderson. Trey Herndon's really kind of the guy that you want to attack. Him and Sidney Jones. Sidney Jones isn't good either. C.J. Henderson's usually the guy that you don't want to attack, but... Uh, 20th in points allowed to the wide receiver position at 31.2 and 38.9. So I kind of want to get this correct. Um, it might be Will Fuller week. Might switch it up because everybody's going to look at the Brandon Cooks. But I think all three, I, all three are definitely in play. Um, we're not messing around with the tight end. And you know the rule. Darren Fells and Jordan Akins are both off the injury report. So guess what? You can't play either. Because they're gonna they're gonna kill each other. Um twenty third, but you know, it's a great it's a great spot here. Twenty third in DVOA versus tight end, thirty first in points allowed to the position at fourteen point five and sixteen point six. So it, I'm thinking some of those points are actually going to go up towards Randall Cobb. You're going to see more of the wide receivers getting the job done this week. But, yeah, they 
unfortunately, they cannibalize each other. If we had one or the other, it would be Darren Fells or, or Jordan Aikens. So. Uh, Jake Luton is going to be on the other side. No way am I using fucking Jake Luton. Uh, but uh, it's a good matchup. 23rd ranked pass defense DVOA. 26 points allowed to the opposing quarterbacks. He will have to throw because I think Houston's going to get up in this game. Um, but there is going to be a ton of reliance on one James Robinson. Now, the problem is, is that his price is way the fuck up there. I mean, it's not Dalvin Cookish, but uh, he's up there by Derrick Henry, to be honest with you, or at least getting up there. He's still a little bit lower, but where's Dalvin Cook at? There's that. Yeah. Yeah. He's still pretty cheap though on FanDuel actually. Seventy three hundred on FanDuel, uh thirty and seven thousand. Good for ninth, fifth, and fourth. It's really high, but the matchup is really good. Uh twenty seventh ranked DVOA rush defense, twenty sixth versus running backs in the passing game. Thirtieth in points allowed to the position, uh twenty eight point three and thirty two point one. They're coming off a bye. Uh, Texans are as well, but uh, definitely, definitely in play there. Um, DJ Chark is going to draw Bradley Roby. The way that the way that this offense has been playing, though, and his targets have been going down, it's a good price. He's sixty four hundred twenty and fifty two hundred. He's going against twenty eighth ranked uh, DVOA versus wide receiver ones. That got bumped up when they got destroyed by Devontae Adams, who lost coverage from Roby. So I'm going to move off of Chark. I think uh, I'll use Chark in seasonal, but not in DFS. One guy that I'm going to be looking at is going to be LaVisca Chenault. He'll be facing Hargreaves when he lines up in the slot. Could be a rookie week. Damn. Uh, 25th in DVOA versus wide receiver twos. Um, Keelan Cole, I believe, was the guy that went off last time in this matchup, if I'm not mistaken, because I think we all went to... I think we all went to Chenault, if I'm not mistaken. Texans. Yeah, so here's the Houston game. Three receptions on four targets for 16 yards for DJ Chark. Oh, Chenault didn't do too bad. Uh, seven receptions on eight targets for 79 yards. I'll take the 14.7 or 14.9. And Keelan Cole. Oh, this is the week before he went off. Uh, two receptions on six targets for 25 yards and a touchdown. That's right. He got the fucking touchdown. Oh, this is that Colin Johnson fucking game. Oh, that's garbage. That was complete fucking garbage. Yeah, so LaVisca Chenault, not Keelan Cole. Although those wide receiver pluses, I mean, they're they're not in a bad spot either. 19th ranked DVOA versus wide receiver plus. I mean, it's there. Tight ends are there too, but he but we don't know what's going on here. Jake is Jake in a Jake from State Farm <laughs> is Jake Lu- is Jake from State Farm Luton going to use his tight ends? Twenty fourth ranked DVOA versus tight end 
uh, 23rd in points allowed. Who knows? I mean, it's a real shit show. You don't know who he's going to throw to. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to trust that he's going to trust the slot guy. So late Sunday games. Ooh, what do we got here? What do we got here? Vegas at chargers. Chargers opened up as a three point favorite. 53 and a half was the over under. It's now a pick them. 51 and a half is the over under. We have Josh Jacobs actually questionable for this game now, which is fan fucking tastic. Um, this is going to be the quarterback. This is going to be a quarterback game. This is going to be this is going to be uh, Derek Carr, Derek Carr slash uh, fake Chris O'Donnell, uh, who played Robin and Batman in the in the terrible Batman movies. Yeah, that's what I think. Every time I see Derek Carr, I'm just like that fucking Chris O'Donnell. Oh, 7,029 and 5,700. Good for 15th, 13th, and 15th. He's actually a pretty good price. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not going to try. I don't know if I can trust him in cash. Faces a pass defense that is 12th in DVOA, but a 30th in points allowed to the position. And we do know that Derek Carr can run, too. So 23.2 on FanDuel, 24.4 on DK. That's the points allowed to the position. Uh, I do see this game actually being really high scoring. Oh my God, Brian Edwards has the matchup. Brian Edwards is back, the wide receiver. He is definitely back here. Um, Forty six hundred ten and thirty five hundred, good for seventy seventh, seventy third, and fifty ninth. He's got the twenty second. Uh, in DVOA versus wide receiver twos. Doesn't have a coverage because they didn't know he was going to play. But on the outside, that would actually be Casey Hayward. Brian Edwards and Nelson Aguilar are going to be switching in and out on there, so I don't really have any interest there. Um, It's, wow. It's, no, Wow. Uh, so it's really going to be kind of a shit show trying to figure out where the hell he's going to go with the ball outside of one Darren Waller at tight end. Uh, 6,400, 23rd, and 5,800, good for third, second, and second. I would actually pay for Waller before I'd pay for Travis Kelsey. 29th ranked DVOA versus uh, tight ends and 24th in points allowed to the position at 12.3 and 14.8. He will have Kaiser White covering him. Uh, yeah, Waller all day. Uh, at least from the Raiders' side, uh, I'm not going to trust in rugs. You can't really trust in any of them. I mean, you could try. You could actually look at Hunter Renfro. He's been pretty consistent. I, I want to look at him. If he's been pretty consistent in the last few weeks, I mean, he made it through that win game uh, just fine. His price hasn't come up either. 5,100, 14, and 4,100, good for 53rd, 48th, and 47th. I think it actually went down now that I look at it. I'll consider I'll consider the little white guy there. Uh, let's take a look at the other side, huh? Shall we? Oh, my bad. 
fuck me in the ass. I forgot to mark Austin Eckler's IR in here. Damn it. All right, that'll be on. Hopefully nobody's like, hey, I see Austin Eckler's available. Should I use him? No. Uh, Justin Herbert at quarterback is available, though. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Losing his mind. Justin Herbert, if I can get it to... Can, can you print it? Thank, thanks. Thanks about fucking time. Justin Herbert is in play. Uh, he's just been on a tear. He gets a great matchup here at 7,900, 3,600, and 6,800. Good for 7th, 3rd, and 7th. I might not use him on Yahoo with him being that priced up. That's not a cool price at all, Yahoo. Um, but that might keep people off over there. So, let's see. He's facing a 27th-ranked pass defense DVOA. 25th in points allowed to the quarterback position at 21.2 and 22.5. Yeah, I think this is kind of a giddy-up spot. Um, one running back that I will look at in this backfield, Justin Jackson has been the guy that's been getting it done. Um, now there's been worries about you know Josh Kelly, Troy May Pope digging into it, but it was mostly that Troy May Pope was coming up and kind of digging into Josh Kelly's production. Troy May Pope is doubtful for this game which means that it's going to just be Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly. So I like Justin Jackson actually in this spot. We like running backs versus Raiders. He's been getting a ton of uh, uh, receptions, if I'm not mistaken. But I'll have to take a look at the numbers here. About 5,920 uh, and 4,900, good for 20th, 19th, and 26th for Justin Jackson. Faces 31st ranked DVOA for uh, run defense. 18th versus running backs in the passing game. 28th in points allowed to the position at 26.2 and 29.8. Uh, so it is definitely a GPP option for me in that one. Uh, you can consider at wide receiver, you can consider both uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Keenan has the, pardon me, 24th ranked DVOA versus wide receiver ones. Uh, we know that that can translate. He can translate as a wide receiver two because he slips into the slot. Um, but either way, I mean, Mike Williams is facing the 27th ranked DVOA versus wide receiver twos. And granted, Raiders have are 15th in points allowed to the position. Um, but both those guys, I think, can actually go off. Uh, facing LaMarcus Joyner and Nevin Lawson, uh, respectively, for both. Uh, 29.4 and 36.3 are the points allowed on FanDuel and DK. So I think they're both in play. I kind of like I kind of like Keenan Allen a little bit more. Um, 75, he's more consistent, at least. Keenan Allen would be your cash guy. Mike Williams would be more of your GPP-type play. Uh, 7,526 and 7,000 for uh, Keenan Allen, good for 9th, 11th, and 6th. Uh, Mike Williams, 6,200, 17, and 5,100, good for 23rd, 31st, and 28th. Uh, so both of those guys are definitely in play. Uh, Hunter Henry uh, versus Littleton. Uh, 
Um, he is getting priced down. I'm going to pass on him. Uh, seasonal definitely play. Pittsburgh at Dallas. Pittsburgh is a three and a half point favorite, forty-two over under. Pittsburgh is now a fourteen and a half uh, point favorite, forty-three. The opening line now. See, I made Pittsburgh the three and a half point favorite as the opener. That said, Dallas on my on my site, and I said, "There's no fucking way you had Dallas as a three and a half point favorite." That's stupid. Um, I know a lot of people are looking at Ben Roethlisberger and the passing targets here, and that's all well and good. I don't think I'm going to go with Ben Roethlisberger. I just I'm not. Um, Dallas is still fifteenth in DVOA is fifteenth in DVOA versus the pass. Uh, they had been 21st and 21st two weeks prior. So it, they played Philadelphia last week. Um, and, you know, you know Carson Wentz just as a turnover machine. That's where that comes from. But Ben Roethlisberger hasn't, like, exploded. Everybody's waiting for this explosion, and I don't see it. I don't see it coming. Um, he might have the touchdowns. But, I mean, you're only getting four points per touchdown pass, so what's the point? I mean, it's 18th-ranked DVP, 19.6 and 20.4. Uh, he's priced up a, a little bit. So I like him in seasonal, but I, I don't think he gets past the 20. James Conner, I like. James Conner, I like at running back. Uh I'm worried about him getting ho you know, vultured at the goal line by fucking Benny Snell again. They could get up really high too and have Anthony McFarlane come in. So uh but James Conner, eighty two hundred, twenty six, sixty nine hundred, good for fourth, tenth, and fifth. I like him most on Yahoo as kind of a price down option. Dallas is twenty ninth in rush defense DVOA. They are fifth versus running backs in the passing game, so that's gonna take out Really, you know, McFarland, Jalen Samuels out initially, right? So Dallas is 26 in points allowed to the position at 23.1 and 25.3. I'm really trying to figure out if he is cash viable or not. Um, I can tell you that he's at least GPP uh, uh, viable. Whether or not he makes a list, that's kind of the next thing, but. I mean, really, when you're on the fucking defense, like, it's nobody's business. Uh, it's definitely in play. Um, yeah, so... Gonna have to take a look at all th- all three of the wide receivers here. Deontay Johnson would definitely be the number one that you would look at. Then you would look at Smith-Schuster and Chase Claypool. Um... God, there's so many things, different things that you can do here. That's why I don't know if I really want to meddle with it. Juju Smith-Schuster's been coming along because Deontay Johnson just can't stay on the fucking field. Uh, Chase Claypool got another touchdown last week, so I wonder if people are going to be looking there. Now, Chase Claypool actually faces the worst matchup versus the wide receiver plus as it's third. Um... 
So I'm going to go back in Dallas Cowboys history last couple of weeks and see what's going on there. Uh, Deontay Johnson, though, 27th ranked DVOA versus wide receiver ones. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster would have the 31st ranked versus wide receiver twos. Dallas is twenty, still 29th in points allowed to the position at 35.2 and 42.9. So they can definitely get it done um, without Ben Roethlisberger really going off. The only problem is whether or not we want to pay for that. They are, they're pretty. Deontay Johnson is actually less than Juju Smith Schuster, which is kind of funny. But that's because he keeps getting hurt. Eric Ebron's in play, but I'm not really going to mess around with that. I don't think. Um, I mean, if you're on Ben Roethlisberger, you have to really kind of consider it. They've been getting weaker and weaker um, through the. Well, actually, you know what? I might consider it. Not on DK. Holy shit, he's the sixth. He's the sixth price tight end. I mean, it's more manageable over on Fanduel and Fanduel and uh, Yahoo, where he's fifty four hundred and fifteen, but forty five hundred on Dallas or uh, on DK makes him the sixth highest priced tight end. He's only eleventh and twelfth over on the other ones. So, eh. Uh, Pittsburgh is going to be your, uh, really is going to be your defense play of the week. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how anybody, how we're going to all kind of get off of this other than say, just using the price in general, 5,021, <laughs> So they're above the usual maximum price for a defense, uh, 21 and 4,900, um, those are really, really high costs for that defense. But it might work out well because we have no idea if they're going to use Cooper Rush or Garrett Gilbert yet as of this recording. Uh, am I going to use anybody out of here? No, no, not at all. We're just going to move on. Miami at Arizona. Arizona opened as a six-point favorite, 47.5 over under. Arizona is now a four and a half point favorite. Forty nine is the total. Where are you getting this? Where are you getting this shit? What the hell is going on here? Um, the only guy that maybe you could take a look at is Devonte Parker, and that's only because the cornerback Jerry Kirkpatrick, who is covering him, is now out. If you think I'm going to trust anything with the fucking Tua, uh, Tua-led team, no. Jordan Howard, come on, really? People are going to use are going to use fucking Jordan Howard, the guy who can only run like half a fucking yard every rush. Come on, come on. What the fuck are we doing here? No, I'm just not. I'm just not doing anything there. Kyler Murray is. <clears throat> Kyler Murray's fine if you want to use if you want to use him and see you know for seasonal and stuff. DFS, I'm really not into it. Um, I know somebody went off and goes uh, complained about the pricing of uh, Chase Edmonds because he was so fucking high priced at. Uh, what was it? Sixty-seven hundred twenty-five and sixty-eight hundred. Good for thirteenth, eleventh, and sixth. He's looking at the DK. He does DK 
So the price he's the six highest <laughs> priced running back. But he's only but at sixty seven hundred on FanDuel, he's the thirteenth. So on FanDuel and on Yahoo, I really like Chase Edmonds. Um not so much over on DK, although you gotta kinda see how the pricing uh, you know looks with the other running backs. Uh 32nd ranked rush defense DVOA. 27th versus a running back in the passing game. 23rd in points allowed to the position at 23.6 and 26.3. Those numbers have been stable for like the last five weeks. So it's definitely a guy that I want to attack with. Um, I will look. I'm not looking at. I don't think I'm looking at Kyler Murray this week, but I am looking at uh, DeAndre Hopkins versus Byron Jones. Um I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna get too cute with that. I'm gonna consider DeAndre Hopkins, eighteenth ranked DVOA versus the wide receiver ones. We know he's gonna be the highest priced wide receiver. Oh, except on uh Yahoo where he's thirty two dollars. He's the second highest priced wide receiver. Thirty two dollars. Thirty two dollars. He was forty dollars two weeks ago. So I'm going to probably jump on those savings uh, for cash over there. Uh, but 18th ranked DVOA versus wide receiver one there. 22nd in points allowed to the wide receiver position at 32.4 and 40.9. Um, I know there's been some talk about Xavier Howard taking plays off. He would have Christian Kirk. Uh, but I'm I'm not going to get too involved here. So I just don't think there's a need to. I do, I do kind of like Kyler Murray, but he's just his his price is too far up for the matchup. I'll respect the Dolphins' defense in getting it done, but I'm not like over the moon about it. I know there's a lot of people that are on Arizona's defense. They're okay, I guess, but I mean, if you're pricing it down from where Pittsburgh is. I mean, it's a it's a hell of a value, but it's actually a pretty good value off of who else? It's actually less than Washington. It's less than Washington, but it's not less than New York Giants. So, I mean, you could just keep saving if you really want to and just go down to there. All right, Sunday Night Football. What the fuck do we want to do here? This is the last game. We have to go over this because it's for Yahoo. Uh, Tampa Bay opened as a four and a half point favorite. 58 and a half over under. It's still Tampa, four and a half points. 50 and a half is the over under here. Um, I don't know what I want to do here. I may not recommend anything out of here, to be completely honest. I mean, Alvin Kamara would be your GPP. Here, let's do this. Since we have to. Whether or not these guys actually make it is going to really... Uh, We're going to consider Kamara. Kamara. We're going to consider Kamara. Michael Thomas? Oof. I don't know if I can trust him coming back from there. That's the only thing. 
I don't know what the fuck we can do here. I mean, you like the Tampa side because you know what you can do with the New Orleans defense. The only problem is, is like, New Orleans could show up in this game and really take it to them. But I think the only the only guy I really like from that side though is uh, it's fucking Camara. I think we can trust. I th- I think we can trust Tom Brady on the other side. He's actually pretty not not priced all that bad. How is he priced versus? He's seventh on Yahoo at thirty-four dollars. So you get two dollars savings on Herbert. A dollar saving on Watson. Dollar saving on. He's actually he's pretty. Actually, he's actually pretty decently priced. And now I got a cat jumping in front of my monitor. Go, baby. Um, Antonio Brown, I actually had to write this one in because, um, he wasn't on the original pricing list and they redid it and I never got the notification for it. So I know there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be on Antonio Brown. i probably would say I would stay away from it on your main slate and just deal with it. On a showdown or a primetime slate, because Antonio Brown, he's $21, 13th overall. You're going to maybe have Chris Godwin, maybe not. I mean, you have to look at the mat. I mean, you got to consider Mike Evans, but whether or not you actually use him, you know, even in a GPP setting is kind of, ugh. I don't know. I mean, if Chris Godwin doesn't play, Scotty Miller's still in play, but you have Antonio Brown, he's going to command the targets. That's kind of the problem. Um, So I don't know. That's why I I probably wouldn't use Scotty Miller. I'd probably use Antonio Brown. It's just for that plain simple fact that Brown's going to command the targets over Scotty Miller, so... Although you could use him as a pivot, but I don't think people, a lot of people are going to be thinking about that. But Mike Evans is actually pretty decently priced at twenty four. Uh, it's good for fourteenth. So, <laughs> oh, how did I get twenty one being the being thirteenth price? Oh, because I looked at the wrong fucking thing. He's actually a lot lower. Uh, tight end Rob Gronkowski, nineteen dollars. Good for six, so I think that's good there. Uh, defense, I'm not really going to worry about too much on there. So that, my friends, is the start of our list. I'm going to get that printed out. Boop, 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 boop. And guess what? Finished under an hour and a half. So we will... We will, by we, I mean me, the royal we, uh, we'll be getting this done today, um, be out later today. I got to get some yard work done today, so I got to get at least some of the leaves picked up and stuff, so 
Um, but I will have another podcast out tonight uh, after I get this all broken down. And so I will talk to you later today. Have a good one, everybody. <laughs>